As we turn to the stillness, we recognize that there is only one. That this one is goodness and is good. That each one of us here, because we are one with spirit, are also one with our good. Opening to this idea, the spiritual principle. I'm so grateful to be here today. Knowing that this service is blessed and a blessing to each one of us. And as we more fully embody these spiritual principles, we hear and know exactly what we need for our next step. Knowing that all is well and unfolds beautifully in divine timing, I simply release my prayer knowing that it is already so and together we affirm that by saying and so it is amen good morning, good morning. Uh, my name is reverend diana johnson and i'm the pastor and spiritual director for mystic heart spiritual center and each week, we once again welcome you home to our community. And we welcome you to remember your own mystic heart and your own answers as you listen today, as we move into our Teze, our meditative experience this morning. So I invite you to begin with us with a chant. Love, serve, remember.
feeling the shared vibration that lingers after we've joined our voices. We take a moment to acknowledge our oneness with spirit, with one another and with our global community. Envisioning a web of consciousness that surrounds and infuses our planet and accepting that I am, that you are a radiant point of light in that web. Feeling that light radiating from within and using the inner eye to see it expanding and growing until it fills the entire body Noticing that every human shines with the light of spirit, that each one is filled to overflowing with God's radiant light. That every creature, every plant, every rock and grain of sand, every drop of water, every bit of the soil beneath our feet, all are alive with the divine spark. And this light extends far beyond our planet into the cosmos. Because it is the truth of all things and all beings. As we feel that expanded light, we notice that there are no boundaries. There is no separation. The light that you are is enmeshed with the light that I am, with the light of all beings, with all of creation. Sensing our oneness, we acknowledge our responsibility to our human family to all life forms and to our beautiful planet, which sustains us all. Centered in our oneness, we turn now in meditation and contemplation to this month's theme, Six Paths to Deeper Connection. And we shift our attention to the title for this morning's gathering opening to greater good. We might think back to last week and remember that prayer and meditation can be compared to the breathing in and breathing out of the spiritual life. Of the six pillars, they might be seen as the two most foundational practices because they support us in knowing and accepting both our humanity and our divinity. This morning, our contemplations will be grounded in circulation and sacred service. Both of these practices can be used as tools for opening to greater good. There is a creative process of circulation forever at work. It is the cycle of giving and receiving. 
We know it in the material realm as the circulation of carbon, oxygen, water, which supports life on earth. We experience it in the circulation of blood through our veins as the life of our bodies is sustained. Because we can witness the effects of circulation in our physical world, we know that it must also be functioning in the mental and spiritual realms as well, for they are all part of one life. The law of circulation is at work, bringing circumstances and experiences according to our thoughts, our intentions and motivations, and our emotional states. Humanity has been exploring this process since ancient times. In the Hebrew Old Testament's book of Proverbs, we read, whoever sows injustice will reap calamity. The rod of his anger will fail. In other words, anyone who approaches life from an unbalanced state having lost sight of his spiritual nature, will experience some form of distress. In the Christian New Testament's book of Galatians, it was written by Paul, do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked, a man reaps what he sows. In today's language, don't fool yourself. Universal law cannot be disregarded. The law of correspondence tells us that we always get back what we send forth. We do not always get what we want or even what we give our attention to. We receive according to who we are how we live. We set the cycle of giving and receiving in motion by who and what we offer the world. Hinduism and Buddhism have comparable teachings. Basically, karma or cause and effect says that what we experience depends on our actions in the world and in past lives. The creative process of circulation is part of the great mystery. The infinite intelligence that guides the workings of the universe. We cannot ever know how or why it works the way it does. But it does behoove us to accept that it is forever at work in our lives and to learn to use it consciously.
Circulation can be consciously practiced in a number of ways. We might give of our material good in support of a cause or mission that we feel is important. We might offer financial support to a group or organization that is doing work in the world that we deem valuable. We might give of our time, our skills, or our talents in the same supportive way. There is a subtle but powerful shift in consciousness between making a donation and practicing circulation. When I make a donation, I am giving to the source of my good, my community's good, or good in the world, with the expectation that those who are receiving my gift will use it to make the world a better place. This in and of itself is an admirable act. But if I want to transform my act of financial giving into a spiritual practice, I consciously give as source, as the infinite abundance of the universe, offering of itself for the good of all, with no need for expectation, because there is a deep knowing that good is always unfolding. That source giving of itself to itself can only serve to uplift all of creation. The same shift in consciousness is present when we transform our volunteer time into sacred service. It is always a precious gift when we give of our time, our skill and our talent. But when we lift our consciousness to a higher intention, that of serving God, serving the whole, serving the highest expression of divinity through our actions, that is sacred service. As we engage in this beautiful practice, we allow spirit to move through us. It is the father within us that does the work. And it is the very presence of spirit in form that receives and appreciates our efforts. We start the cycle in motion by our giving. As we make the conscious choice to engage in circulation or sacred service, we let go of expectations. We do not give in order to get. We do not give in exchange for what we have been given. We give for the sheer joy of giving. 
we acknowledge that it is not only what we give that returns to us, but even more, it is the motivation, intention, or spirit of the giving that returns to us, becoming our experience. Nearly all faith paths practice some form of circulation and sacred service. All promote social justice as service to God. Jesus said, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Or more succinctly, feed my sheep. We are one in the spirit, and serving one another, we serve God. The prophet Muhammad said, what actions are most excellent? To gladden the heart of a human being, to feed the hungry, to help the afflicted, to lighten the sorrow of the sorrowful, and to remove the wrongs of the injured. And feed the hungry, visit the sick, set free captives. Mother Teresa said, do not wait for leaders, do it alone person to person. Like sacred service, giving of one's financial substance initiates the cycle of giving and receiving. When we support our beloved community or give to a worthy charity, we are contributing to the creation of a love-soaked love world, the creation of heaven on earth. And that love returns to us in untold ways shaken together and running over. Anne Frank wrote, no one has ever become poor by giving. And Maya Angelou, when we give cheerfully and accept gratefully, everyone is blessed. Stephen Covey said, the great apparent dichotomy is that the more we give, the more we receive. The Dalai Lama is more compelling. You have to start giving first and expect absolutely nothing. Khalil Gibran reminds us, you give but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself that you truly give. We are here to give of ourselves to one another. We are all aspects of one spirit. So who's giving what to whom? Selfless service and sacred giving bring us back into unity when, with God and humankind. As we search our hearts in the sacred silence, let us remember why we're here, what it truly means to love one another how we may become the change we wish to see in the world.
as we allow the music to bring our awareness back to the here and now, we center ourselves in gratitude for these insights. Grateful for this time of communion with spirit and with one another, we receive and accept these blessings now. The love-soaked world is being birthed through us right here and right now. Thank you, God, for everyone and everything. I invite you to know with me now that spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual presence in this world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. As Reverend Diana resumes this morning's meditation, we welcome her inspiration with open hearts and open minds, knowing that by our sacred service and giving, we are indeed opening to a greater good. The universal or spiritual law of circulation is very simple. When I give of my time, skill, talent, or treasure with the expectation of receiving something in return, whether money, gifts, or simply recognition, I attract others who do the same give to me with the expectation of some return. When I give freely in the spirit of love as an act of faith in the goodness of life with no strings attached and no need to see some direct benefit in my personal life, I attract others who find joy and fulfillment in doing the same. I begin our closing prayer today with a short prayer from the book, Prayers of Honoring Voice by Pixie Lighthorse. And this reading is called Honoring worth. Thank you for this day of knowing my value. It is not for others to reflect my merits back at me. You have tried to transmit this to me many times, but it is hard to hear and easily forgotten. Please help me remember that it is a miracle to be here and that to disregard the miracle is to misunderstand life.
each of us has purpose. And we don't have to be in full comprehension of that to earn our place here. Drum into my cells that I get to be here without anxiety that I am enough. Expand my limits for accepting my majestic existence. Let me hang the medals of honor on my own jacket and stop questioning whether I do enough and give enough. Open me to my flaws and imperfections because my obsession with perfection is killing my spirit and my faith in divine love. When hunger for external affirmation is insatiable, it complicates and compromises my relationships. Help me to let my people off the hook for needing to scout the ideal words that will lead to my fulfillment. Freedom from inaccurate beliefs about myself is between you and me. Help me discover how I can be most useful, knowing that my significance is not rooted in my doing. Remove thoughts that I am burdensome or a hindrance to those around me and that my gifts will not be appreciated. Help me create a meaningful life that brings dignity to my spirit and establishes trust with you that I'm right on path. When I am dependent on others, let me seek self-sufficiency in order to keep my relationships in balance. Help me to define the values of how I show up and what I contribute. Let me understand that contributions are not synonymous with currency and that lives cannot be measured in dollars. When I am not honoring my missions, direct me back to them. Point my generosity and kindness facing outward, knowing that everything that flows from me creates a ripple effect. Remind me that it is possible to create unworthiness in others when I set unfair and impossible standards for myself. Let adequate and good enough be sufficient despite my efforts for excellence. Highlight my benevolence because big heartedness is what I will be remembered for above all. Help me to know 
and trust that I am a beneficial organism in the great cosmic layout. So continuing with our deep knowing, there is only the one, one source, one life, one heart, one divine intelligence. And I am, you are, a perfect, intentional, and irreplaceable expression of the one. As I allow this truth to infuse every aspect of my being, I am at peace. I know that who and what I am is more than enough. I live my life in deep faith that my unique qualities and gifts are here on purpose. I am ready to offer them forth in ways that serve the highest expression of life. My life, the lives of family and friends, and ultimately the lives of my global community. It can only be this way because there's only one of us here. I willingly express myself in all of my radiance as I grow and evolve to become ever more myself. I am so grateful. And so it is. Amen. Amen. So I invite you into musical meditation with this song, Holy, Holy, Holy because that is what we are. And I created the music to these words that were written by Ernest Holmes. It can be found on page 365 of the textbook, <laughs> if you're interested. Three sixty-five. I heard what page? How many days are there in a year? How's that? Yeah. 
A deep sense of holiness is present within you in every moment. So as we conclude today, it's time for us to offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good, should you choose to, uh, to support the work that we are doing. We are building greater and greater ministries of service out in our community as well as within our community. And I'm so pleased about this. And so we just welcome and honor any gifts that you wish to give today. We thank you in advance for your gift. just thank you from the bottom of our mystic heart for the gifts that you give in support of this growing and thriving community. I know that these gifts are given from your heart to ours. I know that they are given in the, in the spirit of love and they are released without expectation and deep trust that the work that we are doing is good work and serves all of creation. And so it is. Amen. So, thank you for being here today. There's um, coffee out on the deck, should you choose to have some either on your way out or in between halves of service. Um, the next half will be starting at 1030, and we welcome you to stay with us if you wish. Otherwise, enjoy your Sunday, and God bless you all. Bless the Lord. Yeah. Two, three. May your 
soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your Turning towards the stillness, recognizing the oneness, that we are all a part of. And that that stillness and oneness that is spirit is good, is goodness itself. And being one with spirit, we are each always one with our good. One with love and life and light and abundance and joy. And knowing this morning that we celebrate that joy together. We celebrate in community our oneness our love. Knowing that this service is blessed and a blessing to each one here, I simply know that it is divinely guided. <laughs> See? And each one of us knowing that this is already so, by the bell we know it's affirmed. <laughs> and together we say, and, and so, so it is. is. Amen. By the bell we know. <laughs> Feel free to join us. Words should be on the screen. Shortly. Shortly. <laughs> this is a little bit more relaxed than the first round of meditation. So just feel free to call it out.
everybody get up if you can. I want to.
everybody. Welcome to Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of this beloved community. And we welcome you home to our spiritual community. We welcome you home to your Mystic Heart, where all of your own answers are. So we begin every week this half of our service or this service, however you want to look at this thing we're doing now. <laughs> we begin our conscious conversations every week by acknowledging our oneness with all that is. And by recognizing the power of that unity. So take a moment to take a nice deep breath in. Hold it for just a bit. When you're ready, let it go. And I invite you for this process, if you feel comfortable doing so, as you take your next deep breath in to stand up to embody the power of creation, to let your body get involved, to let the creative juices flowing, because what we're creating here is very important. We are joining with divine intelligence to create a love-soaked world. Together, we are writing a new story for our planet and for humanity. So hold with me a vision of a love-soaked world where peace and joy and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom are living principles that guide our lives. Where all humans practice loving kindness and care for our amazing planet with love and respect and treat her as a sacred home that she is. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home, medical care, education, healthy relationships, right livelihood, creative contribution, and a deep sense of belonging. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light, where the peace we cultivate within shows up in our world as a world free of hatred, a world free of violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed, where there is abundance and simply having enough, where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full, rich, and contented life. In this more conscious and conscientious world that we are creating, every member of the human family serves as a vessel through which God's blessings flow. And because that is so, there is no reason that we cannot have such a world. No reason whatsoever. We call it forth knowing that it's taking form right here and right now as we hold and speak our powerful vision. Moving forward, we align our actions 
to support and nurture its graceful unfolding. We call it good, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Thank you for helping me with that full body experience. <laughs> I'm a really physical kinesthetic person. I was playing drums with our closing song yesterday and I found that without the motions, I forgot the words. <laughs> I've been doing that song for three years. Pretty funny. So one of the powerful tools we have at our disposal when we set out to create anything new is conscious conversation. Last week, we talked about what a conscious conversation looks like. And we agreed that it involves deep listening in all directions to one another and within to that still small voice, that it requires us to be responsible for our words, that they might build up rather than tear down. It requires us to think, then speak. And we talked about think as true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind. Think. And to remember that the very act of having a conversation means we're engaging in creation, whether we know it or not. So owning that. This morning, our topic has been opening to greater good, our Teze meditation this morning. And in that meditation, we spent time contemplating the idea of circulation and the idea of sacred service, the spiritual practices and principles behind those things. And, and that these two spiritual practices set the cycle of giving and receiving in motion. If you missed it, you can check it out on the website. It'll be there by tomorrow. But I'd like to begin the conversation today by asking you some questions. And this is an interactive, the wisdom's in the room here, so feel free. Where can we witness circulation happening in nature? Bees. Bees, okay. The seasons. The seasons. Phases of the moon. Phases of the moon. Water. Water. The water cycle. Wind. Wind. Rain. Rain. Part of the water cycle too, huh? Carbon cycle. We're part of nature. We forget that. Where do we see that in us? Breathing. Breathing. Heart. Heart beating, blood circulation. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically all humans are animals. That's true. Yeah. Like animals eat, they breathe, they drink water, they have blood, and yeah. well, except for the cold blooded things. Well, fish just have a. Yeah, you're right. So everywhere we look in nature, right? Including us, because we are animals. Even those drums, they're just made of wood. They are made of wood, <laughs> which came from trees at one point, right? Yeah. All right. So are there other examples of circulation in the material world? Other than the things we think of as nature or the things that we think of as our body? When something dies and it goes in the earth and it 
fertilizes and okay yeah so the death of something a supposed death or transformation of of energies where things go into the earth decompose and nourish beautiful cycle planetary orbits planetary orbits okay how about if we think of our actions yeah what about that good deeds doing good deeds and it tends to come back to you people tend to want to give back giving and receiving giving and receiving I open the door for somebody at the store, and maybe they don't open the door for me, but the next person <coughs> that comes along sees that, and it becomes a chain reaction or a cycle. People that buy the coffee for the guy behind them, and it starts a chain that goes on for hundreds of people. Beautiful. So what about examples of circulation in the mental or unobservable realm? You mean like Christian, like or religions? Mm. You could think of prayer that way that, yeah. or meditation that way. Yeah, like yeah. other stuff. Like, <laughs> like the unknown. Like if, if the whole entire universe is just a hologram and in the end of the universe is just a big flat screen and we're all holograms. We're just robots. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's a whole okay. What if I bring a smile and a relaxed attitude to you? Does that put you at ease? Yeah. Right. April? Like when you're around a whole lot of negativity uh -huh. and you become negative or you're around a whole lot of positivity and you become positive and then you carry that over to somebody else, somebody else. Somebody right. Else. Yeah. If you absorb a whole bunch of fun, you let it in, and then you release that funk. Other people become funky around you. You start chain through the day. There you go. I mean, like emotions have a chain reaction. Exactly. Like if someone's angry, like maybe they're like, then someone else gets angry, then it sets a big old chain reaction. That's exactly it. You got it. Like if you like one match on it on a row of matchsticks, they they just keep on lighting each other that's and, right and, and, and until like it stops that's right till it stops till it all burns out i love what april said if you walk into a room and you're carrying a bunch of funk then the people around you pick up your funk and then it just becomes one big funky energy so what is the spiritual practice of circulation What's your understanding of the circular of the spiritual practice of circulation? It's one of the six pillars that we talk about, or the six paths to a spiritual life. Service. Okay, service. So giving of your time, your talent, your skills, your treasure, your work, your work, giving of your work, and mm -hmm. and your and and your beauty giving of your beauty yeah you can you can give up anything well except if you don't have that thing like, well yeah you can't give what you don't have huh yeah like yeah if you didn't have a face you can give your face to someone else yeah it, it's called what? it's called transplanting everyone knows it okay now. Just reading about interesting medical procedures. Oh, so. <laughs> you could give your face to someone else. I didn't know that. 
You can't. I knew about giving your heart to someone else. Well, except for the brain. You cannot give your brain to someone else. Or else you, <laughs> you not world you just be your body. Right. You can give your <laughs> thoughts to someone else. You can give your thoughts to someone else, Lucinda? Selfless. Selfless. Okay. So sacred. Uh, what, where, where was I even? Okay. <laughs> Circulation. That's where I was. Is a selfless act. So what I've noticed is that it seems that when we're giving of our time or our money in support of something that we uh, value or in favor of, we can do it from a place of I'm a donator, I'm donating money, and that is admirable. It's to support a cause. When we're, when we're donating, rather than using cir uh, circulation as a spiritual practice, there might be a, an expectation attached to that giving. The expectation may be that I give the money to an organization and they take that money and they do good work in the world. And I'm attached to the, the giving is attached to what they do with it. Sacred service is different than volunteering in the same way. I can come in and I can give my time, my talent, my skill. But if I have an expectation of a return from that, whether it be someone giving back to me or even someone recognizing me or thanking me, then it's volunteerism. And again, it's admirable and it's needed in our world, but it isn't sacred service. So let's, let's ask this question. What are there potential pitfalls for someone offering financial support to a particular cause or vision? What are some pitfalls that might arise? April? Okay, you can start to think that money equals influence. If you've been here very long, you know that that is just not so here. <laughs> what else? Anything else? Sometimes people give money to kind of buy themselves, get, they're buying themselves in like to be accepted. Okay, so buying acceptance, thinking that that will buy you acceptance. Thinking that you can buy love. Oh, thinking you can buy love. Yeah, admiration. Admiration. So you're becoming attached. The potential pitfall is that you're attached to some kind of an outcome. So you're giving in order to get something in return. But guess what? A gift given with strings attached is not a gift not a gift. So let's talk a little bit about spiritual practice we call sacred service. What is sacred service? And we, we I sort of talked a little bit about that, but what else comes to mind for you? Anything else? Addressing needs in the family and community. Okay, addressing needs in the family or the community. <clears throat> Any, any anything can be sacred service if it's done with the right intention. It there you go. A, a conversation, or how are you this morning, or actually, you know, giving your focus to someone, or 
handing them a glass or anything, depending right. on what your intention and the feeling behind it is. Mm -hmm. Everything can be. So everything can be sacred service. Anything can be, depending on your intention, your motivation, the spirit of the action, the spirit behind the action. How important Reverend Young is spontaneity. And spontaneity. So when you are moved by spirit in any given moment to serve in any particular way, no matter whether it's a word or a smile or opening a door or whether it is that you belong to some uh, community where you want to give up your time to support. We have many, 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 many supporters here that are in sacred service. So spiritual teacher Guar Gopal Das offers this simple truth, and this is paraphrased. We can analyze, theorize, talk, read, or watch videos about sacred service <laughs> or observe others as they engage in the practice. But there is no substitute for being in service. <laughs> the only way to expand our understanding of sacred service is to serve. That's it. Once we start, even in the smallest of ways, the positive feeling that we feel in our soul impels us to do more, to be in that state of giving more often. So what are the potential pitfalls for someone engaging in sacred service, pitfalls that might take it back a notch to volunteerism, which is not a bad thing? What are some pitfalls? The same pitfalls for circulation. Becoming attached to outcomes, same pitfalls as for giving of money. Thinking that your time spent buys you influence or recognition or love power. or power. I think there could be a, a measure of um, obligation. Okay. That, that, Okay, so there can be feeling guilty if you don't. If you see a lot of other people are giving of their time and you're not moved to do that, yeah. And so you do it out of guilt instead of out of, or obligation out of, instead out of love and, and a givingness. Not finding the joy in the thing. Okay, so not finding the joy in the giving. But again, and even recognition or kudos, looking for all that, that's, that's still looking for something. There's still an expectation there. So again, a gift not given freely and lovingly and openly is not really a gift. Last week, we talked about four distinct stages of a spiritual journey as defined by uh, Father Richard Rohr. Anyone remember what they are? Cleaning up. Cleaning up. Growing up. Growing up. Waking up. Waking up. And showing. And showing up. Yeah. <laughs> so cleaning up, coming into right relationship with your physical body and your material world, your surroundings. Cleaning up, coming into right relationship 
psychologically and emotionally with others. In other words, becoming a healthy, mature human being. So that's growing up. There's stability in growing up. What is waking up? What is waking up? Becoming aware. Becoming an observer. Becoming an observer. Okay. Overcoming your sense of separation from other people and from God, spirit, universe, infinite intelligence, whatever name you want to use. And what's showing up? He says that you, you need to have cleaned up, at least to a great degree, grown up to a degree, wakened, awakened to a degree before you can truly show up. So what is showing up? Action. But action based in what? Not fully present. Based in love, being fully present. Integrity. Integrity. Something other than yourself. Something other than yourself. <clears throat> Letting go of me, 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 my, mine, me, mine, for a little while. And completely stepping into, it's about another. Recognizing that other as one with yourself. There's only one of us here. So we said that meditation is one of the most effective tools we can use to make sure that we're cleaning up and growing up. And prayer is one of the most powerful tools that we can use in those two plus add waking up or overcoming our sense of separation. So how does the practice of circulation, either through financial support or sacred service, fit into Father Roar's stages? Mm. <laughs> how does this all fit together? We're all connected. Okay, so we're all connected. It's not just about me. It's not just about me. That butterfly effect, anything that affects me ultimately affects the whole. I think part of waking up is is that realization and then showing up your call to contribute to your world, either okay. by service or by financial gain. <clears throat> All right, so it's likely that before we get to sacred service, we've done a lot of cleaning up and a lot of growing up and maybe even some waking up. Yeah, without, as far as been connecting, without being somewhere in all those stages in progress, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to move expectation-free into sacred service. Right. Yeah, without engaging in those various acts of cleaning up and waking up, growing up, you won't be able to step into the sacred act of giving of your time, sacred service. However, this practice can lend power to the process. 
So this isn't to say that now we wait to step into sacred service or circulation as a practice until we're completely cleaned up and grown up and awake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, progress. Right. So are we ever completely cleaned up? You wouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're done when you're not here. So there isn't an end to cleaning up, growing up, or waking up. Yes. That becomes its own um, excuse. Yes. I can't do this because I'm not ready yet. Good point. I can't step into the limelight. I can't step into service because I'm not ready yet. I'm not here yet. <laughs> I'm not cleaned up enough. I'm not grown up enough. I, I need to be more enlightened before or good enough. Self-worthiness. Absolutely. You know that we are waking up though, right? We talked about this last week. Sometimes it's hard to remember that in our world. That as a human family, we are cleaning up. We are growing up. We are waking up. And so many are showing up in so many ways. So let's anchor that in affirmative prayer for a moment. There's only one thing going on here. One thing. That is the perfect and intentional expression of life itself, expressing and unfolding and evolving. And I am that, I'm one with that. And so are you. And so is everyone, no exceptions. And so is everything, every situation, every circumstance no exceptions it's no accident that humans have come here to be on earth given the physical and mental and emotional and spiritual gifts that we all have we're here to fulfill our purpose we are cleaning up and growing up and waking up and showing up in sacred service to life. Every one of us in this room is doing all of those things. Recalling the words of Lao Tzu, if there is to be peace in the world, there must be peace in the nations. If there is to be peace in the nations, there must be peace in the cities. <clears throat> If there is to be peace in the cities, there must be peace between neighbors. And everyone is your neighbor, by the way. If there is to be peace between neighbors, there must be peace in the home. And if there is to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the heart. So right here and now we're opening to greater good as we become the peace that we wish to see in the world. 
as we give and serve and share what we have and who we are, we're becoming instruments of kindness, compassion, and generosity in the world. And so we let it be. We let it be done. And so it is. So we're going to invite you into another song. We like to sing, dance, and move. So feel free to get up and move around if you'd like to. You might recognize this Holy, Holy Way by Ricky Byers Beckwith. And there's a part in here for you. You're the echo. So you're gonna you're gonna sing along with these two gentlemen. contributing is another way that we give. Let me just share a little bit about what we're currently doing. Since our inception, 
we've been donating every month to the Shasta Interfaith uh, money to help it survive and thrive. We've been donating money to Faith Works, which is an organization that helps veterans and families get off the street and into homes. Support, lots of support is offered to these folks. And so we like to give of our support. We've given to a number of organizations, both across the country and here locally. Um, the one that supports non-kill shelter. I've, anyway. Tales. Huh? Something Tales, isn't it? Yeah. That's Something Tales. It's, a lot, it's in Calisidro, and they, they're a, a no-kill shelter. We've sent them a bunch of money. So we move that, that around. And how we do that, um, well, part of it, part of it, we just write into our budget. But the local and, and organizations that we contribute to outside of the two faith works and uh, Shasta Interfaith, we use our whatever offerings come in at lunchtime and we just save all of that up and we send it monthly to somebody. And so we're gonna be contributing our lunch donations to an organization called Farmers Footprint. It's a coalition of farmers, education, doctors, scientists, and business leaders aiming to expose the human and environmental impacts of chemical farming and offer a path forward through regenerative agricultural practices. So I have just a short blip of uh, Dr. Zach Bush. He's the founder and um, sort of the gumption behind this farmer's footprint. He is an endocrinologist and he works in metabolic um, functioning as well as a doctor and has for over 20 years. He looks super young, but he's in his 50s somewhere, um, which is young, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So I just like to share a few of his ideas, just like three or four minutes. This journey that we're on right now is one of uh, not investigative journalism. We're not here to be whistleblowers. We are looking for solutions because we don't have time to blame anyone for this. We don't have time to point fingers at farmers. We don't have time to point fingers at chemical companies. This was created by humanity at large. We all sought a convenience lifestyle. We outsourced our food production. The private sector responded with solutions with chemicals and chemical fertilizers, petroleum-based products. All of this artificial chemistry went into mass production of crops and it was too late perhaps that we discovered that that was leading to food that looks green, food, corn that looks yellow but has no nutrients in it and in fact is loaded with toxin. And so we have this opportunity now to start to work together. Ultimately we need to stop with the us and them mentality. We're organic, they're non-organic. We're alternative medicine doctors, they're conventional medicine doctors. We need to stop with, with that posturing and that us and them quality and we need to start moving towards a cooperative solution-based discovery of what is the way that nature wants to work here because it was working very recently. What transformed me as a doctor is the realization that everything I had been taught was from a very narrow world perspective and it wasn't working in my patients. We need to reevaluate this from a more global standpoint. And that's when the big questions started to be asked, and that's when big answers started to come that would lead us here to a farm. I'm, I'm in it now. I know I'm now at the root cause of the human epidemic. Something is gonna be revealed in these coming years. 
And I want to be there for that. I want to see that. I want to be part of that. And I know that my patients and the farmers that are with us are going to be the, the stew that will make that possible. We need to steep intellectual questions in multidisciplinary environments that are outside the hallowed halls of academia. We need to be in the dirt together. We need to look at Mother Earth as our template. We need to find our passion and purpose, not in fixing things, but in just being still for a minute together and having the respect for each other to listen to each other. So Farmer's Footprint, for every $100 that's donated by anyone, they're able to take that $100 and bring one acre of land to regenerate one acre of land to its original fertility in one year. His goal is 6 million acres to start with. So um, just like we're supporting our local farmers by shopping here locally, we're supporting the local mission by carting leftover organic produce to the mission every Saturday. We're supporting the mission by carting good quality bread from a local bakery um, from the hearth to the mission. <coughs> Food is part of the foundation of our lives. And so this is the kind of work that we're engaged in right now. Um, we're looking to the future to perhaps get a community garden plot in one of the local community gardens, but one step at a time. This is our next step. So I invite you, if you feel called, to um, leave something at, at lunch on Sundays or bless you. Or get online and check them out too. There's there's a 20-minute video on YouTube that you can look at that really outlines the whole program. And uh, give them a give them a look, Farmer's Footprint. So every Sunday we invite you to join us in celebrating the work that we're doing by supporting our community as well. Um, if you should choose to do that. And so we'll offer you uh, some music as we pass a basket around. But before we do that, we have uh, an affirmation that is actually a very heartfelt affirmation. So I invite you to read along with me, either to yourself or out loud, as we affirm this for our community. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. 
And so it is. Amen. So I ask you to think about what's your gospel going to be? What's your gospel going to be? Living by the free. What's your gospel going to be? Not a brand new one for me. Living those who knock me down. Give them thanks for being around. Stricken stories I have told. Let me go. What's your gospel gonna be? Living in bondage of free. What's your gospel gonna be? Gotta write a new one for me. Blessing moments of my shame. Making dust out of my pain. Calming waters I have stored. Walk where love is been born. What's your gospel gonna be? Living in bondage of free. What's your gospel gonna be? Gotta write a new one for me. Love my neighbor as myself. Rush right in when you call for help. Give my gifts and tell my wealth. Am I willing to forgive myself? What's your gospel gonna be? Living in bondage or free. What's your gospel gonna be? Gotta write a new one for me. What's your gospel gonna be? Living in bondage or free. What's your gospel gonna be? Gotta write a new one for me. What's your gospel gonna be? Living bondage or free. What's your gospel gonna be? Gotta write a new one for me. What's your gospel gonna be? Living in bondage or free. Knowing that as we practice the law of circulation, that what goes out does come back. And I'm inspired to recognize that it is not only our time, treasure, and talent that comes back tenfold, but also the motivation, the intention, the spirit in which we give that time, treasure, and talent. So just recognizing that it matters. And knowing that each one of us here gives with our heart and practices fully embodying this law of circulation.
that we get to practice that with one another and in our community of mystic hearts, knowing that it goes out into our city and into the nation and into the world, not knowing how far that that love goes. So knowing that your treasure, time and talent is a blessing, I simply release my word knowing it is so. And together we affirm this by saying, and so it is. Amen. And then um, please stand for our closing song. And food afterwards. Oh, yes. Mexican food theme. Yay. Mexican food. And oh man, it looks like there's a ton of it. <laughs> Join us. Oh my. How shall we go? We love food here. <laughs>